Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. It's funny, you know, typically I'll talk about uh, spirituality, I'll talk about mindset, I'll talk about all these different things, and um, and I go off of what TM said, and today I decided to do something a little different and talk about how to do deals. 
right? How to actually make deals, how to acquire companies with no money down, how to acquire equity in companies with no money down, actually being paid to have equity in companies. Um, this is what I do. As some of you know, my name is Stephen Kuhn. I'm the co-author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha. It's a book for leaders about owning your presence in life. From that came the Humble Alpha Paradigm Upgrade Advisory Program, for which you see a link above, uh, where we take uh, business owners, not necessarily only entrepreneurs, but business owners um, from a level of success to their next pivot or to their next level of success by um, working with the consciousness and um, unblocking it, un un unblocking the, uh, the, the path forward um, with our advisory 12-week program. Um, you know, when I, when I got into uh, mergers and acquisitions about three years ago now, uh, was the first time I was already, you know, with, I was already having equity in companies because as a business turnaround consultant, um, and advisor for 25 years, I kept raising my prices because I was self-employed the whole time. And one time a client said to me, he said, um, Hey, uh, I can't really afford it, but, uh, you know, can we work some way together in another way? And I was like, huh. I don't know, let me lower the price and you give me 10% equity. And he was like, okay. And I was like, damn, that was easy. So uh, from that point on, that was sort of my strategy moving forward. So what I want to talk to you today is, um, you know, about, about deal structures, right? How do you structure a deal? And I want to tell you about a deal I'm doing in Switzerland right now for 12.5 million. So um, the journey to any deal, and I mean any deal, begins within. And what does that mean? It means... Um, we're talking certainty here. You know, if you've read the humble alpha, that certainty allows you to let go of the, how you're going to do anything. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, what, what we call in our branch, a YBO. It's a work in and buy out. So obviously a no money down deal. So you can earn four ways in a YBO based on an unbeatable relationship with the seller and tailored solutions. If you know anything about me, you know that you never, and I preach, you never present a deal until you absolutely know that you have the solution to their actual problem, not just the, the perceived problem. And then when you do that, you have the solution that you've actually presented the solution and quantified that solution. I'll give you a few examples in a moment, because when you do that, they have to say yes, right? And then I'm going to cover um, the um, probably eight-figure deal uh, with, with the real estate and the business in Switzerland. Uh, exciting for you guys as well, because uh, if I can do it, uh, you can do it. I promise you. Uh, I'm not the smartest guy in the block, but uh, so moving forward. So um, if we look at, if, if, you know, if we look at the humble alpha um, as a, a source of everything that we do, which is what Lane and I actually Lane's sitting right in front of me right now. He's visited me in Hungary. We just got back from Croatia from a, a weekend retreat, four days in baby bathwater institute in croatia on a private island with a with 200 other entrepreneurs it was um vision lakani from mind valley was there he loves the humble alpha he bought the book um he he has me for an interview in his mastermind his fifty thousand dollar mastermind um that's why these these masterminds that you actually you know the real ones uh, that actually have an impact with um you know world leaders in there that's why you gotta you gotta go to these things now it's not cheap but it's an investment. The ROI is ridiculous. Um, so Lane's here visiting, and then we're going. We're going to. He's going to the airport on Thursday, and then taking off. So Thursday, he's going to the airport, and I'm going to the airport. I'm going to the airport to fly to Switzerland to close this deal. We'll get to that in a second. So certainty is credibility, right? If you want to, if you want to be credible in anything you do, 
You must be certain in your ability to deploy your, your risk and your talents in any given situation that the world throws at you and the world does throw stuff at you. Like Corey was saying, COVID uh, took, took him out at the knees a little bit. He, he adapted, improvised, and then overcame um, all, you know, all of those issues and, and started. That certainty in your ability to do that is absolute credibility. Right? They have social credibility. They have all these, you know, all these kind of different kind of credibilities. But in the end, if I'm sitting in front of you and you're trying to sell me something or trying to get me to do something with you, if you're not certain of it, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Abilities to in, ensure that that'll be something that'll actually benefit both of us and work well. Well, then what's the point? So as you know from the book, there's four different ways that we work. Um, those are hit honesty, integrity, and transparency. Some of you know that because that was my nickname, the Hitman. I've been teaching Hit for about, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And um, that actually uh, became a, the, the core foundation uh, for our book. And Hit stands for honesty, integrity, and transparency. Honesty with yourself, why you do say and think like you do. The transparency is how you step into the world with that, um, with that honesty, and it's your ongoing reputation. The byproduct is integrity. When you live like this, you have a rule. You either have an expectation and you verbalize it and agree upon it, or you don't have an expectation and you'll never be disappointed. You, and then we move into, so this is how I core principles, right? And um, then we have, how do I step into a deal or any deal, or how do I step into a conversation with my, with my spouse or anyone? And that's the beauty of the humble alpha. It goes for business as and, and for uh, private life. So the second thing is creating space. That's showing up wholly and fully for the person in front of you with no preconceived notions or cookie cutter solutions or expectation of a specific outcome. You only focus on the thing that you control and the only thing that you can control is the intention. You do not control the outcome. So when you show up and create space like that, you create this space around the two of you and um, much like Think and Grow Rich, they talked about you create a mastermind. So a third entity that makes helps you make decisions and find solutions that you otherwise alone would not have found. And then we talk about life enterprise. You're the CEO of your own life enterprise. As a CEO, you answer to two groups of people. One group is a board of directors. The other was the shareholders and stakeholders. Shareholders and stakeholders are your friends and family, uh, your distant family. Uh, the board of directors is your immediate family. How do you, how do you work with, how does a CEO work with a board of directors and shareholders? They are answerable to them. So they serve them, correct? Corey was talking about serving leadership. So they serve them. And so if you serve people, then you always leave them in a better place than when you met them, whether that's a second, a day, a year, a lifetime, you always leave them in a better place than when you met them. Then we have relational capital. Relational capital is guaranteed returns. It's the only investment you'll ever make that you're guaranteed a return. Relational capital is investing in those around you after you've created space in your life enterprise and you've, you have your contacts and your family and friends. You build that relational capital by investing in them. Not monetarily always, but, you know, energy, help, you know, assistance, all these, all these different kinds of things. And that relational capital ensures that you have a network like I do of like 50,000 people. Right. And that allows me to reach out to anyone, anytime with any, any problem or any, any, any situation I need help with, and they will pick up the phone for me. Right. And that's everywhere from celebrities to, um, mafia. <laughs> so just saying politicians, well, same thing, ma mafia and politicians. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
So I have, I have contacts all through the world because I operate with HIT and I create space in my life enterprise and I constantly invest in relational capital. So if, if it only came down to one thing that you do best, could you earn a living from that one power? What do you think? Do you think you could earn a living from the one thing? I mean, can you even boil it down? What's that one thing that is your absolute talent? When I talk about, you know, the ability to be certain in your, I mean, your, be certain in the ability to deploy your genius and your talent in any given situation that life throws at you, that's what I'm talking about. What is it? And most of you know what mine is, and that's powerful connector, right? I'm uh, the, my one thing is connecting people, and I do amazing Weibo deals with that power. Weibo again is work in buy out. How you buy a company for no money down? One of sixteen ways, or actually eighteen ways, right? So if we talk about that, out to Weibo, all that stuff I just talked about is how you get to the person and you understand who they are, you find their problem and their perceived problem, and then you go out and look for and present a solution so that they would work with you. So once you have that, um, that, that rapport, if you will, built with the seller, then you have um, the aspects to the Weibo. So what do we do? We talk about the five questions, and you know, you, you know I've done this 100 times, the five questions. This is the questions that I ask, whether it's an M&A deal, a coaching deal, advisory deal, uh, whether it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who I'm talking to, even if it's just a friend. These five questions are applicable. Five questions are, what's your status right now? What's going on? Second question, what are your challenges right now? Third question, what have you done to try to overcome those challenges? Fourth question, why do you think they didn't work? Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here, right? Number five, where do you want to go from here? Right. So when we talk about those five questions, that's how you're going to get into the discussion. And that's how you're going to show your certainty. You're going to show your solutions that you can provide. And you're going to ask them questions based on the core, on the answers they're giving you, not just a list of questions like that. You always work it into whatever their answer is. You adapt your next question to that answer. So it's a flowing conversation. A lot, a lot of people don't do that. Even, even partners, when they call me in to help them close a deal, you know, I'll be there in the middle of the rapport going really fantastic and they're just going to pop in hey do you have the balance sheet from last year what was the line you know and i'm like oh my god you just took them out of the emotional and put them in the, into the logic right and that means i got to start over so that's why it's important to know what your true powers are so there's uh, a few ways to earn in a weibo deal and they are an upfront fee for introductions if you can quantify it a retainer for monthly you know, a monthly retainer for setting up the deals and driving forward equity in that company Commission out the back end for any sales that are made by the people that you introduce for which you receive the introduction fee. And then, of course, you have the exit, right? So when you exit, you sell your shares. So um, as an example of a deal that I've done, um, it's an ele electric generator company. And they asked me if I could help them scale. And they were um, in a garage at the time. So they had literally building these electric generators in a garage. Two guys. And I said, sure, let's do this. So I looked for just distributors and manufacturers, all these kind of things. And um, for these introductions, they, they asked me, they told me what the problems were. I went out and found solutions. I presented them with the solutions. They said, oh my God, well, you need to meet these people. What do you need? And I said, um, well, 15K up front for the introductions. I want 5% equity with a three-year option to exit. I want a retainer of 5K for three months to set up the deals. And I want 3% 3, 3 commission out the back end for the next five years. But I presented them with solutions that will make them about $5 million. So in total, I would have about 100K in commissions. And then the exit, I can't quantify, but um, and I'd have about, you know, 30K in fees and 100K in commissions. So it's 130K, not including the exit. Is that worth it? Is it worth him paying me 130K to make him $5 million? 
I think it is. And he thought it was too, because that's why he paid. Right. So these, these are the kind of deals I do. And so what, what happened there is I now own 5% equity in an electric generator company for which I'm collecting 130 K. How in the heck did that happen? I got paid a retainer to take equity in a company to earn commission out the back end, to be able to have, to, to be able to have an exit in three years. And there's a trick that when you get these, um, when you make these agreements, you have a one page agreement and a one page agreement has bullet points on it. For instance, 15 K for introductions, 5% equity, retainer of 5 K for three months, 3% commission for five years. And they sign it. As soon as they sign it, they pay you. And then you, they take that and they go to their lawyers and they draw up the, 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 uh, the equity shares agreement. So you don't even, you don't even have to pay a lawyer. So you're literally getting this company for no money down parts of it. And, uh, when you do that and they send it back to you, this, this, um, uh, contract, read it greatly, uh, great, very closely. And you add a, what they call a tag and drag paragraph, a tag and drag paragraph is no matter what, how minority your shares are, they cannot make a decision over your head without your okay. Number one, number two, if the company gets sold, you get transferred with that company and you own shares of a bigger company. So what happened with the electric generator company is they got bought by a larger company. Now I'm into that company as well for 5%. So I'm just doing what I'm doing. What is it? Finding my connections, working with my connections to provide solutions to make money for everyone. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing because it's, it isn't really that difficult if you think about it. So I have, you know, each deal that I've ever done always has easy fixes when you know who to call. And if you don't know who to call, you ask somebody who you do know if they know somebody. It's so simple. I mean, I always tell everybody the secret to success is asking for help. Simple as that. If you don't ask for help, you're not going to, you know, you're going to be struggling. You're not, you don't need to know everything. Matter of fact, you know, Corey, I was in the military as well. And I remember in, in the military, it's all about team, right? There is no I. As soon as, as soon as we get out, out of the military, it's like, oh, I got to do this on my own. I got to prove it to myself. It, it makes no sense. I've never owned a company. I don't know, 20, 30 companies I've owned. I've never owned a company by myself ever, ever. I've never done a deal by myself ever. Never bought a company by myself. Never opened a company by myself ever. Why should I? I can't. I don't know everything. I got my MBA. I got all that stuff you're supposed to get. And still, I don't want to do it. So why should I force myself to do it? I'm going to focus on the things that I'm good at. And that's being the powerful connector, right? And then Lane, uh, he focuses on the things that he's good at. And as together, we call that the law of the architect, right? We're, we're all responsible for part of holding this building up that we call our business. And if we both are on the same side of the house, you know, trying to do the same thing, well, that, that house is going to collapse, isn't it? So like Corey was saying as well, he, he has his talent. He's the visionary, right? And then his partners are the ones that implement and, um, you know, strategize and things like that. So that's something to be very wary of, very, very clear of. Another deal I did was um, a weapons spray from Austria. It's a, it's a ceramic weapons spray. And he came, he said he'd like to sell in America and he doesn't have any contacts, can I help him out? So I called my buddy, Mike, and I said, hey, Mike, I got this weapon spray. He's like, oh my God, ceramic weapon spray. It keeps the weapon cool uh, when it's firing and it keeps it from freezing the barrel. And, uh, and I was like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna take this to the SHOT Show in Vegas. So the SHOT Show is the biggest gun show in America. And, uh, so I organized with the owner that he would ship over a case and they would do a test run at the shot show. And for that, I got 10 K up front for introductions. Um, I had no equity in the deal, but I get 5% equity in the U S company when they found it, I got no retainer, but I got 3% commission for the next five years. So a total of 10 K in fees and hundred K in commissions. So 
I mean, for what? I got 10K up front in fees and then I got 100K out the back end. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. For commissions. So you, you don't always get all four, right? Same thing in Australia. So I have a, I have a client in Australia. She was, uh, it was in the M&A space and she needed help turning her business around. And, uh, you know, she couldn't afford my regular uh, retainer. Typically, I'll do a four-month program or a three-month program. Um, Lane and I, we do a three-month, 12-week program, the Humble Off Advisory Program like you see above, where we help owners not only with their mindset, but actually to scale through acquisition and so on and so forth. So she couldn't afford me. So she offered me 3500 a month for six months and 30% equity of her business. Now, you'd be like, wow, that's a lot of equity. And that's exactly what I said, because think about it. If I'm supposed to turn her business around and generate a certain amount of revenue with her, and I take 30% equity, that's going to take away from that revenue. And if I do that, I have to work longer than six months, maybe, maybe longer than six months. So I lowered that 30% equity down to 10%. And she was so excited and so honored and so, you know, saw that my honesty was really there that she became a partner with Lane and I, and we did the, the, the have NFT, which we're still doing. She also came to Peru this year. We were there two weeks ago, as you know, in Peru with our annual retreat with, um, plant medicine, ayahuasca and San Pedro for 10 days. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So I got called into a deal by another guy. I talked to the owner. I, I, they, they got rid of the other guy. They kept me, they paid me a retainer. They gave me equity. And, and then she came a partner in, in another business and then she came to Peru to our retreat. Why? How's that even possible? It's possible because I'm operating by hit, right? I'm investing in relational capital. I'm creating space, right? And I'm the CEO of my life enterprise. And I ensure that I'm providing, 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 providing. So it's, it's something that we have to look at friends. We really have to look at it. And then you also never know what can happen. That's why it's important to have these contacts and, and just talk to them. So I have a guy that I met in Australia. I think I told the story before. I was introduced to him by some woman that I knew that stole 15 grand from me for, for a, a commercial TV commercial that she never produced. But yet she introduced me to this guy. And this guy is a, like a mad scientist. And he's generated a plasma generator and um, finless uh, motors. So it means there's no fin or no propeller, but it's a motor that propels drones and um, just beautiful, beautiful drones. And uh, we started, you know, talking and he, he offered me this, that and the other and da, 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 da. And I was like, look, I, I, what do you need? He just needs money. So I raised funds for him. So um, he gave me a 35k upfront fee for introductions and $300,000 in shares in the company, um, uh, direct shares and then 10% equity on top of that. Um, nothing's come of it yet because they're still in the development stage, but they have, they have a deal with Cadillac, for instance, to make the first, well, I can't even say that, but anyway, there's going to be something interesting coming out. <laughs> and then they have these, um, these, these cargo drones that are turned into, into ambulances and police drones, uh, that are designed by Gucci. The interior is designed by Gucci. Um, so like very, very high end, they're selling four NFTs to celebrate, to finance the deal. Each NFT is one is 1.5 million. They got about 70 million investment coming in, it looks like, um, from a uh, private equity 
or is it a VC, uh, coming in, also who I introduced. I also introduced his partner. So I've introduced this guy to money and to two partners. And so if you think about that, when am I getting paid for that? You're damn right. I'm getting a lot of money. I'm getting, you know, when, once it comes to fruition, I'll be on top of that game. Right. So these are just things that I do on the side, like just talking to people. Like if you came to me, Corey, and you said, look, man, we want to buy some more um, uh, restaurant locations. First thing I do is look, is look at your competition and look at your, your you know, do, do, do an analysis there, find out where everybody is at and see if we can't just you know, buy and flip, right? Buy somebody else's uh, company and flip it into your own brand. Or we could, um, you know, look at raising equity, uh, raising an investment for this, that, and the other. So it's just, there's all kinds of things. And I would just call people like, Corey, I don't know if I can help you. Uh, let me call uh, Joe. And I call Joe. Hey, Joe, this is, a this is a situation. Do you know anybody that can help us? Oh, yeah. Talk to, you know, Steve. So I'll call Steve. Steve will be like, no, I can't help you. But I got this buddy. You know, and we go on from there. That's how it, that's how it works. Constant. If you're not asking for help, you're, you're, you're just pro uh, you're prolonging whatever situation you're in. So ask for help and get it moving, right? So that's, that's the Weibo deal, working and buy out. Now, there's a deal I'm doing in Switzerland right now. It's a furniture reseller, five stories, brick and mortar. Uh, they do about $7 million a year, $1.5 net. Uh, they're a 74-year-old company. Brand equity is just out, out, you know, off the charts. Number one company in Switzerland. And it's the third generation who's selling because the fourth generation does not want it. So in, in the end, it's a um, $6.5 million shares plus property deal. Um, the valuation is actually $9 million. Um, so he's taking less than the valuation because he wants it quickly. There's about $4.25 in mortgages, and the book value is $4.8 million. So it's a whole difference of the business and the real estate. It's all this different. It's all different. So they have about 30 employees, and there's a GM that's trained already for the year and a half running the company without the owners, which means I don't have to run the company, thank goodness. And if, if you look at that deal, you're like, man, well, hey, how, how are you going to afford to pay $6.5 million for the company plus $4.2 million for the mortgage? How, how are you going to do that? You know? And uh, we don't even think of it that way. Right? We don't think of it how, of that way at all. We don't look at the, at the hurdles or the barriers. We look at the, the opportunities. And the opportunity is this guy wants out. His family doesn't want it. He just wants cash. How can we make that happen? So um, we worked with a broker and... Um, what we learned in the very beginning is if you don't take control of that broker's like moving forward with the businesses, then you're going to be stuck at their whim. And what happens is that they put their self between you and the seller because they're scared shitless or they're not going to collect the commission. And what that does is it takes your opportunity to build rapport with this, with the seller off the table. So you can forget a deal. It's, it'll be rare if you, if you get a deal, if you don't have direct access to the seller besides the calls that you have with the broker sitting there interrupting the whole time. So you just gotta be, you gotta be very adamant about it. Look, we'll sign whatever, whatever agreement you want, but we need to talk to him alone and in person or at least on zoom. And that's what we're doing. And so basically what we learned from this deal is you got to take control of the deal with the broker and the sellers to accelerate the process. It's been a year, right? It's been a year since we've been doing this. And, um, it's, it's been, uh, a, 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 a long trudging, journey like our deal structure we had we had four lois letters of intent this is what we want to do and they said no then we did another one and they said okay but how about this and we did another one they said how about this and then we negotiated um and there was non-negotiables that they had they wanted the 6.5 million up front no way no how at all and they wanted to pass along the property the the property capital gains to us as well <clears throat> what were our non-negotiables no personal guarantee 
none of our own money, and a successful productive team must be in place. So, so far, so good. So we have two choices, a sell and lease back. That means we work with a real estate investment trust and we sell the real estate and we already have that deal in place and we're selling the real estate for 12.5 million. That leaves us a margin of 3.5 million Swiss francs between the business for 6.5 and the mortgage for, for 4.2 to 4.5. That leaves us with 3 million left over. And because um, we both have 50% equity in the business, we're gonna pay all the, all the bills first, the security deposit and this, that and the other. And that should leave us about a million, million and a half left. And we're going to split that 50-50 for an upfront, just sort of an upfront bonus for us buying the company. So um, we're actually buying a company for $6.5 million, paying off a mortgage for $4.5 million. And we're getting uh, probably half a million to 750, 750K for doing it. Now you tell me, is that attractive? Is, is that an attractive deal to you? Uh, can, can you earn $700,000 and own a company at the same time? How can you make money and buy a company at the same time? Well, I just told you. Or we can do a bridge loan for the business and say in $6.5 million, keep the real estate and, and use it to leverage a mortgage and get more money and then pay the, at absolutely this, this ridiculously low rate of like 0.3% that, uh, that they're at right now. We just get a bit bigger mortgage and remortgage the, the real estate. So we can do both ways. We can either get the $3.5 million margin, pay off the cost, and maybe everybody walk away with a half a million, seven hundred fifty k. Uh, or uh, we can just get a, um, a bridge loan to pay them, use that, what we would have used to pay rent to pay that back, and then get um, a remortgage and using the same payments that are already being done. And then we just sell it at a later date when we want to leverage. And so there's two ways that I just explained to you how to buy a company with none of your own money. Uh, it's pretty powerful. It works. Um, it's, uh, it's something that we teach. I'm actually, I spoke last month in London about exactly what I'm telling you right now. Matter of fact, I'm looking at the presentation I did in London. So you're actually getting this private <laughs> presentation that I'm giving also in Boston from the 23rd to the 26th of July. I'll be there on a panel discussing this and I have a presentation discussing this. And guess what? I stand there holding up Unleash Your Humble Alpha because everything I just told you about how to do these deals, not to, not to, the, the, the metrics of it, but how to get into these deals, all based on the Humble Alpha operating system, which is our book, which most of you know has become college curriculum at many, many universities across the nation. And Forbes, um, Forbes is, is, is the notable one where they're in. And then Harvard and Stanford are about to sign as well. So this is a book that is real because it's tangible. It's Lane and I's book. It's very tangible. There's zero theory in there. Everything in that book is how we live. And I'm not saying we're better than everybody else. I'm not saying we're successful than anybody else. It's all relative. It's all and objective and subjective. So it's all it's all everything. You know, you are what you think you are, right? And the whole point about what I'm telling you is that certainty got me here. Certainty got Lane here. You know, we've been working together for about four years, and we're doing some amazing things, some incredible things. I mean, look, you got to realize he, he and I were just at this event with 200 entrepreneurs. You know, a couple hundred millionaires, a couple, you know, 700 millionaires that were there uh, just hanging out with us, giving us free advice and free, you know, everything. And here we are just two, you know, um, the military veterans that are trying to make it happen. You know, and you learn. Look, I three years ago, I didn't know what M&A stood for, mergers and acquisitions. And here I am buying a, buying a, a, a company, getting, uh, you know, um, getting paid to buy a company. It's ridiculous. But if you know how to do it, it's... Golden. All right. So a few conclusions. 
the rapport and the emotional connection is first. It's always the first. You can't have any, any against energy at all. No matter what they say, learn and grow. No against energy. Laugh and joy and have fun every day, all day with everyone you talk to. That's got to be the number one thing that we talk about. And what Lane always preaches, I'm going to have joy in life. That's the first order of, um, you know, the order of the day. Um, you know, you also have to lead the entire deal, broker, seller, real estate investment trust, all through your certainty. And of course, trust in your ability to source a solution, no matter what, if you know the person or not. For instance, you know me here, right? So I'm, you're, I'm talking to you right now. And if you have an issue, like say, for instance, you have this, um, you have this, uh, sorry, my alarm's going off. So if you have a problem, let's say, for instance, you, you want to buy a company and you're like, man, I did buy this company. How do, how do I do that? And you're like, shit, Steve was talking about that. Let me call Steven. And then you'll call me. I'll be like, what kind of company is it? I don't, I can't, I don't want to do it or it's not my interest or maybe it's not my, my, uh, my talent. Let me get you someone who is, it is their talent. And the next thing you know, you got a partner who's going to help you open this business, buy the business, sell it, whatever you want to do. That's why you must trust in your ability to source a solution every time for everything. And an in-tune team makes all the difference. An in-tune team makes all the difference. And it's something that um, I think a lot of people take for granted. It's a, it's, there's not um, much to say about a team that uh, is, is in sync because they just do it, all the architect. So there's three things that I use when I'm talking to clients and I want to increase the revenue or I'm trying to get them to be more concise in their marketing or their branding language uh, and including their website. So there's three things. I'll just whip through them real quick and we can take it over to questions and answers. PPR, problem, product, resolution. That's not mine, that's Donald Miller. Problem, product, resolution. What's the problem you solve? What's the product solve that problem? And what's the resolution look like? If that, that's, your, that's your elevator pitch. That's all you need. So when someone asks you, hey, what are you doing, right? You do, what, what do you do? What's your business? You don't sit there, well, oh, we have a family-owned business and we've been in business for 85 years and this, that, and the other. No. What's the problem you're solving? What's the product that solves that problem? And what's the resolution look like? That's your elevator pitch. And you always ask the problem in a question. For instance, if you say, hey, Stephen, what do you do? I'd be like, well, you know, how, you know how business owners, they get to a certain point and then they sort of hit the glass ceiling and they don't know how to scale and grow, but they really want to and they, they know they're capable of it. And you're like, yeah, I do know that. Well, we have a program called the Humble Alpha Paradigm Great Advisory Program that helps them get to that point where they can scale, remove themselves from the business, earn more money, and have a higher quality of life. That's my business pitch right there. That's the elevator pitch right there. That's it. That's all you need. Right? PPS, people, procedures, and structures. The right people with the right procedures within the right structures. Uh, get it down. Get your SOPs done and get people in place with accountability or delegate the task and then ne never the responsibility and you will fly. Now, for your website, I want to see three things. If, 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 if I go to your website, I just want to see three things. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about your story. I don't care about none of that stuff. I want to see three things. What do you do? What's in it for me? And how do I get it? That's all I should see on your website when I first go there. Then I can scroll. But if I see anything else and all this other kind of like, you know, big long stories and, you know, quotes and, and, and social responsibility or as seen on TV and all this kind of stuff, then I know I, I just feel like you're not targeting me. I feel like you're not talking to me. So what do you do? What is in it for me? And how do I get it? And that's the grunt test. That's also from uh, Donald Miller, by the way. All right. So a lot of information in 30 minutes, wasn't it? Um, 
I could talk like that all day because I love this stuff. And because it's my absolute power, right, in connecting people, I just keep doing it because for me, it's second nature. And it's something that's led me to the furthest corners of the world, to the highest um, accolades of the world, working with professionals like politicians and superstars and, you know, um, celebrities and all this kind of stuff. Because when you create space with the world around you, everyone's your friend. Everyone is connected to you. Everyone has that frequency that you have. All right. So partnerships, I agree. Partnerships are um, just, for me, non-negotiable. I don't want to do everything, and I can't do everything. So why even pretend? And I don't care if you call me CEO or the head cleaning lady. I don't care. Right? I'm not here to get a title. I'm not here to, to, to try to front and, and you know speak. And that's the whole point of the humble alpha is the more humble you become, the less you have to say, and the more powerful your presence. So if you haven't read the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, check it out. If you are an entrepreneur or a business owner that's at a place that I just explained, you want to get through your glass ceiling, you want to scale, grow, or pivot, and you want to make more money, grow your grow your revenue, and uh, reduce your time at work, and, uh, and enjoy a higher, much higher quality of life, then you know who to call, right? Myself and Lane. All right? As simple as that. As simple as that. You take imperfect action, creating and co-creating with the world around you as you move. Waiting for it to be perfect won't happen. So before we get the question and answer, I'm going to talk about frequency real quick. So frequency, um, that's talked about a lot recently. And it's, it, you know, some people call it vibration, some call it fre uh, frequency. And we like to call it frequency. And we like to look at how we can elevate our frequency as much as possible all the time through learning and education. And uh, I guess it's the same thing, learning, education, listening, and all that kind of stuff. And um, people say, if you're the smartest one in the room, then you need to change the room. Well, I'm here to tell you, if you change the room without changing your frequency, good luck getting into that new room. You may get in, but you won't be accepted. Let me ask you a question. Could you walk into a room with Elon Musk, Bill Gates, um, you know, whoever, whoever else the billionaires are, and be at their level? I can. I've been. Right? So if you can't be at their level, right, um, then you're not going to be accepted or received. You understand? That frequency is everything. So it's easy to say you're the you know, you're the, the sum of all the five people you hang out with. So hang out with other people. You're not going to hang out with other people at, at a higher frequency if you can't reach that higher frequency. Simple as that. You can't change rooms unless you increase the frequency and match those other people, the other room. Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's, it's just fruitless and you'll be frustrated. How do you raise frequency, right? You learn. You absorb, like read the untethered soul, read the inside out revolution, read happy pocket full of money, read all these different things. There's so many different ways uh, to, um, to increase your, your frequency. You know, it's, uh, it's something that we're very, very passionate about. And hey, Cassandra, thanks. I just got your web, uh, your web request. Thank you so much, Cassandra Webb. Um, thanks so much. Um, yeah, it's something that we teach and preach and that we live by. And if you don't live by it internally and you're not certain of it internally, then you're not doing yourself justice. And I get a little upset about this because there's so many antidotes and cool statements and, you know, quotes and earworms and buzzwords and all that shit doesn't mean anything. If you're not certain of your ability, 
You can sit there all day long and tell me all of the quotes that you've read in every single book you've ever read, but if you don't internalize that certainty about your ability to crush it in life, no matter what the world gives you, then you're, you're just going to be running around circles and you, you won't be elevating yourself and you won't be elevating those around you, right? It's not about all that crap on the outside. It's about on the inside. You're either certain of your abilities to deploy your genius and your talents in any given situation that the world throws at you or you're not. And if you're not, you're clinging to the outside, you're building, you're trying to build bridges between things instead of actually just making a road. You're trying to like build these weak bridges to oh, like I, I know this trick and I know this closing technique and I know this thing and I learned this from him and I learned this from her. Let me put this together and build something out of it like a card house, house of cards. It's not the outside. It's not the outside. It's the inside certainty. You gain certainty by knowing who you are, exactly who you are, knowing through the identity of who you are, what your purpose is. That purpose amplifies your identity, giving you that massive presence. That presence allows you to say, you know what? I know my stuff. I know my stuff. And people will be attracted to you. There's no other way that me, a guy who lives in a small village in the middle of central Hungary, far from the, my client base, far from my home country of America, there's no other way that I can have 50,000 contacts. Hell, there's only 2,000 people in my village, right? Multiplier, force multiplication, as Elaine always talks about, special forces veteran. Force multiplication, that's how we move forward. So that was a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit rough today, I guess you could say. But I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of taking action and just stop talking. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like take that damn action. Don't talk about it. Make it happen, right? And uh, learn by doing. Applied knowledge it will trump knowledge any any single day. If I had to do my MBA, MBA over again, I'd have saved the 60K. I'd have saved the 60K just for the course, plus the, probably a, another 50K for travel and costs and books and hotels and all this kind of stuff that I went through. I'd have saved the money because it didn't do jack diddly for me. Only the knowledge that I had applied and have become a, came up with tangible solutions is in the, in the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha. That's where, that's where the magic lies. And again, if you haven't gotten the book, grab it. I'm not just trying to say, we don't make money from it. Matter of fact, how about this? Quote me on this. Someone make a clip, right? If you read the book, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, and you do the work, each chapter is a lesson, sorry, a story, a lesson, and action steps on how to implement it into your own life. If you read that book, and you implement, and you're, not, you, you're like, it didn't change my life, and I'll give you your money back. That's, that's how powerful that book is. It's a short read. It's, I don't know, it's like 200 and some pages, right, Lane? Yeah, 200 and some pages. Um, and it's a quick read. It's so powerful. And it's taken the world by storm in universities and so on and so forth. All right? Well, that's my segment for today. We've got about 20 minutes left for questions and queries and statements. Would love to hear from you. If you have anything uh, you'd like to add or questions you'd like to have, Go ahead and shout it out. Just give me your name and say what's going on, and, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Anybody else? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Stephen. Morning. This is Limitless Sega. So quick question. Um, thank you, by the way, for all that information uh, regarding structuring deals and the deals you've done and all the lessons. I always love it. 
Um, as you know, I'm always telling you about all the opportunities that present themselves. Right. And uh, let me ask you, uh, first, the first question. When do you decide, how do you decide which deals not to take? What makes you decide, no, I'm not going to take that one? That's going to be the first question. I have a follow-up question as well. Um, I, I use my intuition. I know it sounds a little weak, but um, I use my intuition. And I, I look at the deal real quick. Does it even interest me or is it only about the money? If it's only about the money, I won't even touch it. Because if I don't like if I don't like it, I won't be motivated to do it no matter how much money there is. Unfortunately, that's just one of my weaknesses. <laughs> you know, I just can't I just can't get more motivated by money. I don't care how much it is. You know, I've turned down three three hundred k to to join a company because I knew I, could, I couldn't deal with the company. You know, so it's it's all about that intuition, man. And I I hate to say it's not about money because damn it, it is about money. Um, you know, they, you know, they say money can't buy happiness, but it can buy a whole bunch of bacon and that's close enough, you know? So <laughs> what's the next question? Right. Okay. So your intuition is what you use. There are no specific things that you look at and say, no, this is not going to be a deal. You just feel if this is aligned with say your principles, is there something tangible that yeah. if I'm looking at a deal that I can apply to it. Of course, of course. So, so what I'm talking about is the first decision. And if I do, a, do, do decide to look at it, then I'm going to do due diligence. I'll look at the finances. I'll get a, a financial specialist to check it out. And this is how I work. If I have a deal and I look, looks like I, I look at the finances and it looks pretty good, I look at the, you know, the financial statements and the P&L and it looks pretty good, I will then be interested. And once I'm interested, I will find a, a, a really good financial specialist in my team of a thousand people that I have in the M&A space, and I will offer them equity. So they'll work for free for me. And so when we close the deal, they get equity. If we don't close the deal, they don't get anything. And so I'm, I'm building a team, a deal team around a deal like that in the very beginning to do the due diligence um, in the financial space. And then we do due diligence in the assets if there are any assets. Um, any tangible assets out there. And so, yeah, of course, you know, there's, there's benchmarks that you can reach. You want to look at the, you know, earnings before tax and, and you know, EBITDA and all that kind of stuff, P&L. I want to get into the finances, but, you know, you want to look at see how much of the money they're actually making and making and not just the P&L or not just the financial statements because, for instance, the company in Switzerland, um, they have a cash flow, really good cash flow, and they, they did, uh, like I said, $1.5 million net, but we found out they were only writing that they were paying rent of 600,000 a year, but they weren't paying rent. They were just writing it off. So that's that's going to be missing from the cash flow, 600,000 missing from the cash flow. And we wouldn't have seen that without our forensic specialist, right? So that gave us leverage to change the deal, right? So it's it's you just put a deal team together. Right, right. So you're looking under the carpet, of course. All right, so let me ask you, the other thing that I have found, and, and I've had conversations with you around this, is also the people. You know, I have had uh, amazing opportunities that come to the table, and, um, you know, by all means, just something that, that, that uh, has a, a great, great potential, but then there might be one person that's coming, like you said, the frequency coming to the table with the energy that is spoiling everything, not only for those at the table already, but for other people you're bringing to the table. Let's say there's a deal uh, coming to the table and, and, and it needs to bring people from around the world to work on it. And someone who's coming in with uh, a frequency of just not wanting to trust, be wanting to protect everything, everything from the get-go is proprietary to them, not wanting to share. Um, I, I, I had applied um, 
they've mailed us three no's, you know, from the universe, from whatever. And finally, when I get those three, three no's, three things going wrong, walking away. But how do you navigate? What I find is that, especially at the beginning, when you're getting to know the different people and bringing in the different people, for me, it has always been the people that end up being the cog <laughs> in the flow of the deal. How yeah. do you navigate those relationships? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to um, put a consortium together from international and all be on the same um, page. But I take absolute ownership and leadership, and no one gets majority or any majority decision making opportunities besides me and my direct partner. That's it. Period. Uh, and if they're not happy with that, then they, we got to find somebody else. You can't have you know all the chiefs running around trying to you know trying to run stuff. Uh, so at, from the very beginning, you take complete ownership and leadership in that in that situation. You can talk about that you delegate the task and not the responsibility. This is this is your task. This is your task. This is your task. This is your area of operations. Working to the um, law of the architect, meaning each person does what they're specifically good at, and we leave the other people alone to do what they do best. You don't need to look over their shoulder. You don't need to see what they're doing. You need to trust them. It's as simple as that. And you, as a leader, you make sure that they're actually doing what they're saying they're going to do, and they're delivering what they say they're going to deliver. Got it, got it. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, yield the mic and allow other people to. I, obviously, I have so many things, but I'll ask you those. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we have this, we have our session. We have our session on Wednesday. Everyone, um, um, we're we're working with Ziga as well. So let's, uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. All right. Awesome. See you. Right. See you. Hey, Stephen. All right. Any other questions? Yes. yes. I wanted to. I was in the middle of sharing when you first uh, offered this up. Um, during Lolita's segment last week, she had us do an exercise, and I'm so glad that you and Tim are on at the same time, because I really wanted to share the fact that, and I really look forward to Tuesday mornings because I feel like you guys are the two big brothers that I never had. And I'm so grateful for you. And I just had to personally be able to tell you, and I'm so glad that she jogged our memories to, you know, just to celebrate someone on Clubhouse that we, you know, have really added value. And I wanted you and TM to know that. And you actually answered my question without knowing um, with, with the website information, because I have kind of felt lost in the weeds with my business yeah. as to what to do, because there's so much information out there about websites. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm complete. Wow. I love it. Uh, how, how, what a beautiful statement. Thank you so much. That, that really means a lot. All right. Who else can give us a holler? Marvin, what's going on, brother? How you doing, Stephen? Great to, uh, to right. hear your segment. Always love when I can catch it. Um, it's always a wealth of information. And, um, you know, as someone also coming from the sort of the business world, I think uh, it's, it's sometimes tough to communicate this stuff um, in, uh, in a way that um, people find exciting or energizing, right? Um, but I, I think your delivery is always, um, always amazing. I'll send you a message back uh, on the back channel because um, I'm going to have to jump off. But before leaving, I did want to ask the question because you made an amazing uh, sort of offer to everyone in respect to the book. Um, and for me, I, I'm always on the move and I, I tend to use Audible. So my question was, is the book also available on Audible? 100%. Fantastic. Excellent. I shall grab, uh, grab a copy there and download it. Um, great to, uh, to hear your segment again. And I'll hand the mic back to you, Stephen. Thank you, mate. I like to use the local jargon when I'm speaking with the Brits. <laughs> Marvin, I use the Audible, man. I, I use the Audible and I go back and I listen often. It's very helpful. 
audible i've been using audible now for years and um it, it stemmed from initially um sort of getting i started to get headaches when um, when i'd read for long periods of time and also um you know sometimes it can take you away from when you're super busy you've got a million and one other things to do yeah. when you're traveling around it's just yeah. easier to listen. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, TM. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, back awesome. to you, Stephen. Thanks, Marvin. Appreciate it, man. Hey, Corey, you were flashing. You got something to say? Got something to add? Um, can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Um, all right. So, um, I'm hearing I'm hearing um, about all the business you're doing, Stephen. And one of my biggest questions, and this is more of a mindset question, um, what areas of your life um, are you really focused on self-improvement? Yeah. Um, because even on business, like it's doing well, you can keep getting better deals, but a lot of people would determine you as successful already. So what areas of your life do you feel like you have to focus the most yeah. in self-improvement at that level of business? I love that question, Corey. That's a great question. Um, well, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing because I did in the past when I was, I'm 55, by the way, just so you know, there's a past, <laughs> um, as I focused on the structure and the sales procedures and all this business stuff, right? I, I really, really did it. Went hardcore, went in, or working 18 hours a day, ridiculous. And then I realized that all that needs, means nothing unless I'm certain in myself. I was trying to collect certainty through certificates and, and degrees and things like that. And so for me, it's always about certainty. How do I hone my skills to be better at what I do? How do I take what I know and make it simpler? And how can I teach it every single day? Um, they're the things that I learned, and I remember that we're never done developing, we're never done learning. Once we're done, we're done learning and developing, we're dead. And I don't want to die right now, so I'm going to keep learning, <laughs> right? I want to keep learning and <laughs> making it happen. But brother, that's it. It's that simple. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I had a mentor, Charles Oyster. He was a bodybuilder, started at 83 years old, and I met him when he was about 91. Uh, and he was training with me in the gym. Guy was agile and quick, and you know his mind was sharp, and, and he was running, he was winning masters, um, Olympics titles and stuff. And I was like, man, what in the hell is your secret? And he said, always being in competition with yourself and always having a goal. Those are the two things that you have to have for your entire life. And I, I took that to heart, and that's what I do. So I get up every morning, look in the mirror, look in my eye, look past my eye, down into my soul, and say, this is your freaking day, coon. Now get it together and make it happen. I do it every single day. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Corey, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. We've got a few minutes left. Anyone else? Jan, what's going on? Can I, can I ask you for a, uh, comment? yes, I've got a question for you, <laughs> Stephen. Right. Thank you so much for the powerful segment. Sorry, I got disconnected for part of it, but you know, I'll be sure to catch up on the replay. And my question, um, is really for those who are quite new to my field. Sometimes I don't know how to answer uh, this type of question, you know, so the field is more like AI or trading. So, you know, a lot of the new joiners, some of them are like really bright and, you know, as if, you know, they were born for it, they just like hop in and they just, you know, take off. And, but there are others who kind of initially struggle a lot and uh, I do see that a lot of you know interns or new graduates they, they do give up give up quite quickly and they normally say two things one is that they say they don't have the mental capacity to handle you know kind of the vast amount of knowledge and skills they need, that they need to learn uh, you know especially if you know they didn't have the technical training before but or number two is you know those who feel that they can learn it they feel that they just can't learn it fast enough it's just not you know, they haven't got, you know, kind of the time uh, to, to, to learn it step by step. So, you know, what would be your advice? You know, how can they be certain of their abilities in these situations where it just, it does really seem that, you know, they, they really don't have what it takes, you know, what would their 
uh, you know, come back be. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome question. Well, you know, some, sometimes you got to realize what you're trying to do. It maybe isn't for you. If you're not passionate about it, you don't love it. You're going to learn. It'll be much harder to learn. It'll be much harder to adapt, uh, to adopt it. Uh, but in the end, <clears throat> learn by doing is number one. Number two is asking for help, right? I mean, actually, number one is asking for help and then learn by doing. And what people often um, sort of mistake, and I'll tell you how this works, is that they want to gather knowledge, store it in their brain, and then later implement it. The way to learn knowledge the most is to implement it immediately upon learning, piece for piece. So when I was doing my MBA the first year, I did my MBA the classic way. I listened and I opened the books and I read and I did the models and structures and I did my projects and all this kind of stuff. And then I took the test and I did, I barely passed if I'm honest, right? I, bar I barely made the grades. And the next year I said, man, I need to change something. This is where um, uh, my, my whole mindset changed is I said, you know what? I'm just going to write down everything the professor says. I don't even have to read it. I don't have to be able to read it. I'm just writing it down and I'm transcribing that in my brain as applied knowledge immediately. And I immediately started applying it in my brain instead of just saving it as knowledge. And what happened was, is I didn't open my books. Matter of fact, I still have my MBA books from 2005. They're wrapped in plastic still. Never even opened them. Because I would take the test and I'd be done like an hour before everybody else. And I used my pure intuition because I knew, because I transcribed it in my brain, I read the question, the very first answer that comes is the right answer. And if I have to do calculations and stuff and I can't figure out the entire calculation, let's say for instance, you gotta um, you know, calculate the internal rate of return and then the ROI, um, and I don't know how to do the internal rate of return, but I know how to do the ROI, I would just say, let's assume that the IRR, the internal rate of return is 500 million, and that would be given an XYZ of ROI. So I'll do half the question. My intuition tells me, look, you don't know that, don't even worry about it, move on to what you do know and make that better. And that's how I flew through the, through the MBA in the second year and, and passed with flying colors. So applied knowledge is where it's at. That is the key to learning anywhere. Repetition is the mother of all learning. You've heard me say that a million times. So repeat, 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 repeat. Um, it's not your, it's, it's difficult to put things in your brain. The brain isn't a storage device. The brain's a creating, a creation machine, creating things, creating solutions, creating ideas, things like that. So use that knowledge in your brain and what you're not using, dump it, dump it. You don't need it. Anything else you can do? Just ask for help. Hope it helps, Jan. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we got five minutes. Who's up? Anybody else? All right. Thank you, Elaine Powell, for, for the comment. Appreciate it. And uh, um, Mar Marvin, we will. All right. So who we got? Steven, hey, good morning. It's Linnell. So okay, we'll go. First time she would like. Okay, we'll go Linnell and then Jeremy. Good morning, Stephen. So good to hear you this morning operating in your power. Really enjoyed this segment. The fact that you um, you allowed us to see the, the process from beginning to end, why you're getting involved in this company, what it is that you want to accomplish, but not only for yourself, also for your customer as well. And I think that's so important to when, when you don't have your own agenda going into something um, and you're really trying to provide value to your customer, it, it gives you a sense of um, a win-win situation. So I just really wanted to thank you and commend you for going through this exercise with us this morning. As far as TM's, I'm sorry, Marvin's question on Audible. Yes, Marvin, Audible 
absolutely phenomenal. I've listened to the book myself a couple of times and I'm definitely going to do that again. So thank you, Stephen. I'm going to go ahead and mute myself out. It's Linnell the Sultan. Thank you, Linnell. For, besides my cousin Monica in this room, Linnell's the number one person, the other person that knows me more than anybody else here. So I appreciate that, Linnell. All right, Jeremy. What's up, my friend? All right, Dude, I, took, I took a lot of notes today from you. I got I to say, I'm, I'm really excited because this is, uh, you know, I've stepped into the business world a lot over the last year, I'd say, you know, coming from basketball and I'm still playing. Right. Uh, and I'm stepping into the speaking circuit. Uh, I'd love to this year. And I'm talking to a friend who's going to kind of help me out. I just had a, an idea with, um, and maybe you and I can talk about this offline, but I figured, hey, why not just see how you yeah. work here directly? Yeah. But maybe we could do something with you and I and um, some sort of like equity in my speaking or something like that using your connections. Because I know what I, as you said before, like I know for dang sure what I deliver. Like I've said yeah. it on this app before, 22 years of experience. Like, Yep. I know I can speak to this stuff so I'm blue in the face and change people's lives. Right. So I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe we can, people could watch this in action right now and let you have a part equity of helping me get my speaking you know, career off the ground alongside yeah. my sports career. Well, that's, that's, I do have contacts in that space, and I do have people that actually train and certify trainer and trainer, speaker trainers and coaches. And I know that a lot of speakers that get the most gigs are actually speaking trainers. So they get the trainer certification, so other speakers come to them, and then they collaborate, and they have more right. deals. Just as an example, it just happened actually. Um, but as far as equity goes in a, in a speaker's business, for me, unless you are you know someone big, uh, um, it's really difficult to make a lot of money in speaking unless you're on the road, you know, you know, ten months a year or whatever it is, or you land a gig at you know even even like Wells Fargo, they offered one time, uh, it was ten k a month for two keynotes a month and a contract over a year uh, okay that's nice and it's only twice so it's twice a month so you can make that happen but there are a few and far between um when it comes to a speaking business we got speakers coaches we got speakers structuring businesses you got agencies that hire you all these different things i know a lot of these people so we can definitely talk um but for me i have a speaking business um and i don't even like declare it as a separate business even though i speak all over the world uh, i just i just mix it in with my llc in america and my german my german gmbh Okay. okay. From there, you know, but we can definitely talk when it comes to structures. I don't have a problem with that at all, Jeremy. I'd love to. I'd love to chat with you anyway, either way. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm just, just. I'm, I'm always open to learning uh, as I'm going on my journey too. So it's just super cool, and I just really appreciate all the things that you say. So thanks, man. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it myself as well. All right, Elaine, one more. Oh, I'm glad I'm the last. Hi, Stephen. Hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have to listen to the replay again because you just dropped so much gold. Um, and yeah, your book is amazing. Looking forward to speaking to you in the next week or so. So um, this ties into, I know you'd be able to advise on it because Corey touched on it in terms of partners. Uh, my challenge is that I'm very much like Corey. I'm a visionary. I'm delivery content. That's my strong point, you know, in terms of my business and my courses, TEDx and public speaking. I've also got the marketing and the sales. Now, I have a team that I hire, but I really would love to have, you know, a partner, whether it's 50-50 on the back end so that they can focus on their lane of genius, which gives me, you know, that space so I can focus on my lane of genius content and delivery. But my challenge is I'd love for that person to just show up, um, you know, be that fish that just jumps out of the pond, but they haven't as such 
So how any advice with regards to finding that person who wants to contribute into the business or buy into the business? Because remember, I've built it up. So there's equity right. in, in my product. So, yeah. Right. Any yeah. advice? Well, if typically an investor will be silent. And if you have an investor who's active, they're going to want control. So um, you want to watch that one. But um, you attract it. You attract it through, through that what you do. Um, matter of fact, what you just did here and making that statement may have got you a few leads from this very room. You know, you got to be talking about it all the time. That's how you attract it. You talk to everybody you talk to. Hey, this is a business. You do the PPR, problem product resolution, and I'm looking for someone to do this part of it. You know, let me know if you know anybody. Just keep talking about it all the time. That, that's how I get M&A deals. I don't ever do any lead generation for M&A deals because I just talk about it all the time. Just like I did here. You know, every time I do a segment here, I get two or three people calling me about buying a business or selling a business. And so you just keep putting it out there. I mean, you're you're um, actually Jeremy. I don't know if you've ever spoken to um, Elaine or not, but she's a TED Talk um, coach. So that might be someone you want to talk to as well, Jeremy. Um, see that? Already powerfully connected. <laughs> All right, Elaine, does that help? Yeah, thank you. I, and that's the thing. If you're, we're not talking about it, how is anyone going to know about it? Exactly. I haven't really been talking. So, yeah, network. Thank you so much, Stephen. Have a All great right. Day. All right, you too. Thank you so much. Greetings to the UK. We had lunch together, actually, everyone, in case you're wondering. Elaine and I and some others. It was quite cool. Uh, when, when I was in London in March for the keynote for the M&A and for the High Net Network. Very, very good. So this is my daily life. If you're wondering if this is like some kind of special presentation, this is what I do every day. Right? This is how I think every day. This is how I roll every day. And it took a lot of practice. It took a lot of repetition. It took a lot of learning. And it's not stopping, right? The learning is not stopping. That's a commitment you got to make to yourself. No one else will do it for you, right? We have to make the commitment to ourselves. Simple as that. All right, been over. I'm over. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.